I'm Ashley. And I'm Maddie. And this is... Oh, hey, we're gay! A relationship podcast from the perspective of a queer millennial couple. Yeah, uh, why don't you tell the people where we are recording this podcast at? We are recording this podcast <laughs> in the closet. We are! Quite literally. Oh my gosh, wow. However, neither of us are in the closet. We are not. We are not in the closet anymore. No. Well, I came out of the closet sooner than you. Yeah. You were out longer than me. Yeah. Why don't we tell the people a little bit about ourselves? Uh, we are both in our mid-twenties, but Maddie is a year older than me, so she's... The Grim Reaper. <laughs> super old. She's a grandma by now. I am. I am a cougar. Admittedly, I'll accept that title. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so what are your pronouns? My pronouns are she, her. And yours? Also she, her. Wow, look at us. A couple of she, hers. Yep. <laughs> Shears. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Not sheeps. What are you even talking about? <laughs> and uh, uh, what is your sexual orientation? I identify as pansexual. Okay. Which, for people who don't know what that means, it means that I am attracted to and open to um, all gender identities, gender expressions. Just gender is not really a defining factor in terms of who I would be open to being in a relationship with. All right, that makes sense. So you're kind of attracted to... The person as a whole rather than their... Got it. Gender expression. Got it. Or sexual orientation. What makes you attracted to me? Literally everything. Oh, baby. Except when you... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> when no. I make you do a podcast right now? Are you trying to ask me a serious question? Because I will no, go I on just, for I hours. Just, I just wanted a surface answer for a podcast. Okay. For, for the potty. But... That's it, just the butt. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Editing it out. My sexual orientation, I identify as just queer. I don't identify as a lesbian, uh, even though we are both she, hers in this relationship, just yeah. because I feel like I am attracted to more than just cis women. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like the term lesbian is very limiting because it means that you're a woman who is only attracted to women Mm -hmm. and I'm also attracted to other genders but unlike a pansexual I am more limited in who I like and so I think being queer is just a blanket term for me Mm -hmm. for being in the community I also would say I identify as queer too that's probably my secondary term I use um but I identify with queer as well. Cool. And also not lesbian. All right. I that like that. That might be an episode, a future episode. What is like our uncomfortability, uncomfortability with the word lesbian? Yeah, for sure. And like, what are sort of the stereotypes that underlie that? But anyway, that's a future episode. I agree. Not today. I agree. There's a lot. There's a lot behind that. Um, I wanted to challenge us in telling our coming out stories in one minute. Okay, should I do the timer? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, here it is, right here. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, with one minute on the clock, okay, Maddie, tell us your going <sighs> out story in three, two, one, go. I have always been a little queer, but didn't realize it. Um, I, oh my gosh, this is hard. Okay, so I sort of started to question my sexual orientation when I was, I think, around 21 years old. Okay. And it was the first time I had ever met a stranger and realized that I was attracted to someone who was not a cishet male and therefore I was forced to sort of ah, discover my attractions and um about I 20 seconds came out probably after about a year and a half to two years of sort of battling and like dis- like struggling and deciding so it's not a quick Ten. process but um I had a pretty great coming out experience overall I would just say supportive supportive Supportive, supportive. Just had to throw that in there at the last second. Yeah. Can I expand a little bit? Nope. That's it. Oh, no. That's it. We'll we'll go into it more in another episode, I think. Okay. Because we got to keep them on the edge of their seat. This is only episode one. That's true. You know, we We really got to get into. There's a lot of stuff that goes into who we are. That's true. All right. You ready to set the timer for me? I am. All right. Are you ready? I was born ready, baby. On your mark. Get set. Go. All right. So uh, my name's Ashley, of course. I grew up in the church. Uh, have always struggled with coming out because all of my friends and family were all Christians, went to church religiously. And so I was always kind of scared of how they would react. Um, and so that led into some pretty unhealthy habits in just my adolescence and growing up and coming to terms with who I am and who I'm attracted to um, and kind of bad coping mechanisms. And then uh, and then the older that I got, the more that I realized that, you know, I can't fast this away. I can't, like, self-harm this way. I can't do all that kind of stuff. Oh, my gosh, I got uh, 15 seconds. Um, and so I, uh, so I just came to terms with that on my own, and then I came out to my church. Um, who didn't really respect that about me. And then uh, I met Maddie, who has been a great supportive force. And uh, my friends are coming to terms with it. <laughs> wow. You made it. That was... Impressive. Barely made it. That was action-packed. It. Literally at the next Lots of twists and turns and cliffhangers in that one. I know. It's going to be good when we, like, divulge more. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and then... Uh, go ahead. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. What a gentle lady. Gentle woman. Gentle woman. Yeah. Gentle she her. She her. <laughs> <laughs> I would like for us to move to our segment called Urban Dictionary of the Day. And I also think I should add a little ding- <laughs> dingle. I meant jingle. A little dingle. Okay. A little dingle dongle. What's, what's your dingle dongle? My dingle dongle. I think we should come up with a jingle for this segment. All right. Like, it's Urban. Urban Dictionary of the Day. Urban. Urban Dictionary of the Day. We're gonna. Urban Dictionary of the Day. We're gonna. Urban Dictionary of the Day. Yeah.
Yeah, we're still working out the kinks on that, but... Um... <laughs> It's Urban Dictionary of the Day, where we go to Urban Dictionary, and is this a quiz, or are we just talking about it? I need to know. Does Urban Dictionary have quizzes? <laughs> Let's figure this out. Let's get to the bottom of this. Urban Dictionary, do you have quizzes? Urban Dictionary <laughs> got back to me I and said no. What I meant to say was, are we just discussing it, or are you, like, asking me questions? Yeah, like, we're just... Are you trying to... Make me guess what it means. So we're going to go on Urban Dictionary. Okay. We're going to look at what their word of the day is, and then we're just going to discuss it. Okay. We're going to talk cool. about it? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. So today's word is trypophobia. T-R-Y-P-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. Yes. Trypophobia. Have you heard of this before? I did hear about it. I've it's heard about it, It's kind of all too. over the web. And I, yeah. I know why it's popular right now. Why? Well, let's read the definition first. Trypophobia is a fear of holes. However, be warned that if you Google this word unknowingly, you will encounter images of holes in human skin, often with something in them. Used in a sentence? So I Googled trypophobia one day, wondering what all the hype was, and now I have it. Uh, I just want to point out that there are 763 thumbs up and 187 <laughs> thumbs down. I think those 187 people definitely have trypophobia now. Yeah. I don't know what the thumbs up means. Does that mean that, that, that those they people like have trypophobia, though? Or that the thumbs down have trypophobia because of reading the definition? I think you're looking too far into it. I think I think the thumbs down just means like they just don't like don't the word. Don't like it. Okay. Yeah. But the real question is, do you have trypophobia? I don't have trypophobia. So do you know why it's popular right now? No, tell me. So the new iPhone 11 just came out oh. and it has three cameras on the back of it as well as like a little flashlight and like a little microphone in the back. Mm -hmm. So... It has a whole bunch of holes around it. It has a whole bunch of holes around it, and uh, <laughs> people are with uh, trypophobia are scared of the iPhone. Yeah, they're like, I don't think I can get it or be around people who have it. What do you think? Oh, I feel like I personally have the opposite of trypophobia. I have trypophilia because you like holes. I like holes. <laughs> That sounds really bad. I didn't even... I I mean, I do like holes. Okay. So, no, I'm, like, fascinated with looking at pictures of holes. And, okay. like, okay, so, for example, this person said, if you Google trypophobia, it's a picture of people with holes, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, that is weirdly satisfying to me. Maybe it's, like, the whole sort of Dr pimple popper phenomena where people like oh you know but that's what it, i feel like in my brain i'm like oh i just want to like get them out you just want to like get the things out of the holes you want to explore the hole <laughs> yes yeah uh, if we're talking about pimples and things yes okay i love exploring pores. the holes. pores pores if we're talking about pores okay what do you think about trypophobia? Uh, I don't think I have trypophobia, but I'm also not fascinated with pimples. Uh, people, s I have one friend in particular, you know who you are, who sends me pimple popper videos. <gasps> and 
it grosses me out. I don't like it. I don't like it. But I, I feel like it's less to do with the holes and more to do with the ooze. What's in the holes. Mm-hmm. And the grossness that's coming uh, out of it. I see. So I don't like that. Am I afraid of the iPhone that's coming out? No. Am I probably going to I am, it? but not for the reason of the holes. Because it's expensive. Robots. Artificial intelligence. I'm against it. Oh my gosh, I did not know this before <laughs> dating you. Are you afraid of a robot uprising? A hundred thousand percent. Are oh you shitting gosh. me? Yes. I am so... It's gonna happen, y'all. It's gonna y'all? happen. Who are you? It's... What... What makes you think that robots are going to turn against you? Have you seen iRobot? Yeah, a fictional movie. Okay, like real talk here, because we got to get serious, because this is a serious podcast. We're always serious. So in the movies and stuff, it's always like they gain emotions, and then they become sentient, and then they attack because they realize that they're being used or whatever, right? Okay. Okay, That's like the common theme. I think in real life, it's not that they're going to like, become self-aware like creatures i think that they're just gonna get so smart that they somehow like reprogram themselves so that we can't even control them and then if you're building this big machine that it gets so artificially intelligent that it can start reprogramming itself i don't know why would it slippery slope i feel like we're not at the point slippery where Slope. robots are upgrading themselves. Not yet. Date. Okay, we're getting off task here. But also, I think I think you have an irrational fear of robots that maybe we need to discuss in private. But there, there are correct. Uh, I think I don't think robots are coming to get us. I don't. I don't. Okay, think so. but holes definitely are. Holy moly. <laughs> guacamole all right so that was are you ready do you remember what it was urban dictionary word of the day yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) we should forever just do all of our jingles i love it i like it too yeah i i kind of want to tell our listeners a little bit about how we met okay i feel like that's a little important to know yeah who we are we kind of went into a little bit with our like one minute coming out story, but I want to go did. more. I didn't share that part <laughs> in mine. Yeah. So I didn't. I, I didn't share like how we met. No. You were just in there in the end. True. You're still in there in the end. You're in there forever and ever. Okay. And <laughs> good one. And up by in there, I mean in this closet, because we will never stop doing this podcast. Never. I'm just kidding. We're gonna. I mean, no, we're not gonna. We, time? we will. We will record forever till the end of time. Okay. As long as people listen. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> Refocus. Soulmates. Soulmates. Okay. Uh. So how did we meet? What, okay. How did that occur? Blind date? Was it? Was it? Um. Were was I your secret admirer? Mm-hmm. Was I mm-hmm. pining for you since we were in kindergarten? Yep. Um, all of these. <clears throat> First of all, how long have we been together now? We have been together for over a year. Yeah. It's been like a year and a month. Yeah. So it's been great. It's been the best year of my life. I agree. We we met across the bar and made uh, 
lovey-dovey eyes at each other. And then um, she came up to me. No, that's not how we met. Not at we all. We met the way that all millennials meet. And that is on Tinder. Tinder. Oh, my gosh. Tinder, please. Please sponsor us. Tinder, yeah. sponsor us. We are hey, your hey. target demographic. We are cute millennials. Are we, though? Because I feel like the target demographic of Tinder is our age and, like... Straight. Yeah, but more straight and... Not biracial. Hornier. Oh, maybe. I before I used Tinder. Tinder doesn't claim I, that. No, but that's kind of the vibe they're putting off, though, right? Have you seen the commercials? No, that's not the vibe that they're putting off. They're putting yeah. off vibes of attraction, not just that they want to get it on. I think that's it, babe. I think I think it's grinder for the streets. But look, I did not go into it okay, as grinder for the gates. Anomaly, because you are the best person ever. Okay, we're getting off topic. Okay, explain to me your intentions of going on Tinder then. Because I was fed up with the other dating apps, and I was trying to meet a woman because... A woman. A woman, because all the guys I had dated sucked. Sort of. I was, like, kind of... I think I was drunk when I made it, and just, like, fed up, and was just like, ugh. I'm gonna throw one here instead. But I didn't really have high hopes. Like, I thought I wouldn't meet anybody at all. Mm. Or the people that I met would be douches, which was kind of the case other than you. <laughs> but... Thanks, baby. <laughs> how, long, how long were you on Tinder before we met? A day. A day. I think, I, I think we matched the first night that I got it. And then we didn't start talking till like, the day after. Okay. Yeah, so I was on it for a very hot second. How long were you on it, babe? That was that was very accusatory tone. Uh-huh. Uh I was on it for more than you were. Uh by maybe a few months. Mm-hmm. Um basically my intentions for Tinder was uh just to be comfortable dating. Uh I wasn't I was out to all of my friends and family, but they didn't quite know like to what extent I was out I was more like hey I'm struggling with this attraction and so I needed to find I needed a little bit of like I just want to be comfortable dating and surrounding myself with a woman that I'm attracted to Mm -hmm. um and so I went on a variety of dates with a variety of different people not all women and it was a fun experience for me Mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun I'm glad that I was able to do it, and I'm glad that I was able to um, get comfortable dating because then it led me to you. And I feel like our date wasn't awkward at all from me, like, being scared to go on a date with you or afraid to just be seen in public with you um, because that was a lot of my fear surrounding dating is that I would just be seen in public. Yeah. But now I'm, like, I'm so proud to have a a great girlfriend like you yeah your experience and sort of reasons behind being on tinder were very different than mine and that actually kind of came up as i wouldn't say an issue but a point of discussion at the beginning of our relationship because i knew what my intentions were and that i was looking for a potential relationship and your headspace when we first like our very first couple dates was a little different 
Yeah, and yeah. So, you wanted you wanted me to lock it down. You yeah. wanted me to be like, yay but I or said, nay. I said so gently. Did you feel pressured? Um, I... Okay, so after our first couple dates, I knew that I liked you a lot. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of had this discussion of of me telling you, hey, I'm also seeing other people, just a heads up. Like, I want to be open and honest and transparent with you. Um, so I'm seeing other people. And you said, oh, that's not really what I'm about. I want to date one person at a time. And devote all my feelings to that one person. Um, so, yeah. And then we had kind of left it at that. But I knew that... Well, and I, I did say, like, I... I, for now... I think that's what I, my, like, term I used was, for now, I'm okay with you seeing other people. Yeah. But that sort of implied that there would come a time when I wasn't okay with it. Yeah. If the time progressed. And so I I didn't want to come from, like, a standpoint of pressuring you, but I also had to state what my boundaries were and, like, what I wanted from the relationship, so. Yeah, and I totally respected that. See, on Tinder, everybody's so vague about kind of what they want. Yeah. That it was refreshing to know that I wasn't just, like, going on these dates, getting to know someone... And it wasn't going to be a waste of time, but that our beliefs aligned and our like humor aligned and our goals kind of aligned of what we wanted in life. And so I knew that you were an amazing girl and I wanted to know you more and I didn't want you to slip through my fingers. And so uh, I think it was within like one or two dates I had decided I want you to be my girlfriend. So I... We had that discussion, and um, and then one or two dates later, I ended up cutting it off with all my other kind of people that I had Yes, she did. <laughs> all the other people that I had been seeing, mm-hmm. and I came back to you, and I let you know, hey, I'm really, like, feeling ya. Yeah, you did, and then I was like, ooh, she <laughs> liked me. I was like, hey, I like you, and just so you know, I'm not seeing anyone else. And you didn't even have to bring it up. I was, I... Yeah, that's true. I knew that it was just... You beat me to it. I knew that it was just something that I had to do. Because I didn't want to lose you. I'm glad you did. Why don't you tell the people how we became official? Oh, okay. I would say about... It was, like, coming up on, like, a month of... Almost exactly... Because we matched on, like, the 17th of the previous month. Yeah. So, yeah. 17 is kind of, like, our number. Yeah. But we'd been talking all the time. 17 and 18. Yeah. And we had been, like, seeing each other maybe once or twice a week at that point. Yeah. We were seeing each other a lot. Um, And I would say by our second date, I realized, like, oh, wow, I have, like, an actual genuine connection with this person. And I'm attracted to them, and I want to continue to get to know them. Wait, 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 wait. Our second date, we went mini golfing. Yes. And I beat you. I just want to make that Because I let you win. Okay. All right. A rematch <laughs> any day. But we also spent, like, two hours in the car afterwards just talking 
late at night and um, I don't know just connecting I felt connected to you and um, and it just slowly progressed from there so I decided that I was gonna ask her to be my girlfriend so it took about a month um, and we had been on numerous dates by that point um, and so we just like we were just on a regular date right yeah we were on a regular date yeah you didn't obviously have any idea that I was gonna ask you to be my girlfriend yeah did you know it was gonna happen that day were you like no I, I I had no idea that you were gonna ask me to be your girlfriend did you I think knew... I, did you think that you were gonna have to ask me or that I would have taken a lot longer the way that our relationship was set up I had already put like the ball in your court on things True. and how our relationship was gonna progress. Mm-hmm. So if anything was going to happen, I wanted it to be from you and not from me pushing you. Yeah. Because I wanted it to be in your timing because my timing happens a lot quicker. So I just wanted to be patient. So our date was to go around town and look at all of the murals that oh, were yeah. up on the walls. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up walking down the street and we found this cute little coffee shop that was completely empty but gorgeous Mm -hmm. and there was a little stage on one part of it Mm -hmm. and Maddie had told me oh you know I I wrote this poem you know but I don't want to show you yet you knew that I had written a poem and you had kind of guessed that it was about you and you were like you have to read it to me on this date like you have to read it to me and I kept putting it off and was like Later, later, later. I'll read it later. I'll read it later. Because I had a plan of when I wanted to do it and that I wanted it to be romantic and, like, private. But I felt like it was only us in the coffee shop. Only us. Even the barista was, like, in the back. I was planning on doing it then for sure. But then you obviously were like, are you going to read it? Are you going to read it? When are you going to read it? I'm very impatient. I know. But also, I knew that it was... Well, you know that now, but I knew that it was about me and I knew that you wanted to show me later, but I was like, this is the perfect timing. Let's like freaking read it to me. I had no idea what it was going to be about. I read it to you on the little stage and uh, asked you to be my girlfriend. And then we, as the queers do, we held each other and (laughs) kissed and cried like freaking dorks. But we were just falling in love and so excited about our relationship and the future and yeah yeah and now so many things have happened since then a lot of time has passed yeah I mean it's been like a year and a month now yeah so we've definitely been through some stuff yeah and I it's crazy to me how much more I fall in love with you every day me too. And I think that's kind of why we wanted to start this podcast, is just kind of share that love and share our hearts and really be able to relate to other queer people that are out there. Mm-hmm. And it's important for us, too, because we both believe in monogamy. and um, As in our relationship is monogamous. Yeah. 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 We are monogamous and that's something that we both want and agree on and Yeah, we're both monogamous, we're both queer, mm-hmm. we're both millennials, mm-hmm. we're both Christians. Mm-hmm. Um We just wanted 
to be an example of of the other side of how people sort of view queer people. I feel like often if you, especially mm. if you identify as bisexual or pansexual or whatever, people often immediately look at that and think that, oh, you're just sort of wanting to be promiscuous or you're wanting to just be with a lot of people or, you know, you're interested in a lot of people. It's good that we are sh- being that example. That's what our relationship not, can not, show. It just shows the yeah. other side. Yeah. That we are in a committed, loving relationship. Um, and at this very moment, plan to be together for... Forever. Forever. And that we also have a strong faith between us, which is yeah. something you don't always see. And um, One of the things that we really want to get out of this podcast is just for people to see themselves yeah. in us. Mm-hmm. Um, because... It was very hard for me growing up to see someone who's uh, black, uh, queer, and Christian in a loving relationship. There were no people like that yeah. around me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that there was such a strong presence of queer people in our city. And so knowing that and mm-hmm. just expanding my horizons and listening to other podcasts, I think really are able to open up my eyes yeah and we'll go into this a little more in another episode but we had pretty different backgrounds in terms of i didn't grow up really religious and pretty much everyone around me was very supportive of lgbt rights um just queer people in general but i still feel like i was looking for that representation as a young queer kid and just always sort of looking anywhere I could to see myself like in the media and anywhere. Um, and, and I think ultimately we just want to let the world know that. Oh, Hey, we're we're gay. gay. (laughs) Bye. See you next time. See ya.